Good morning. It is None of Your Business Podcast, a podcast where we talk about anything but your business and ask questions that's none of your business. Thank you for joining me today. Now let the show begin. Three and we're on. So welcome, Chris. Who are you? What do you do? Yeah. So my name is Chris Mistrick. I am a UX web designer. And uh, I didn't start that way. I, I started um, as basically a, a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I say a musician. I was a worship pastor at a church for about 13 years. Oh, really? And um, so right around seven years or so, I, I realized I needed to make more money. Um, and uh, what had happened was my wife of 10 years um, actually left. And, um, you know, kind of kind of a, a, a really tough situation. She battled with mental illness for years. Um, we, we tried working through it, did the best I could. But at the end of the day, um, she decided she wasn't in for the fight. And so, um, you know, very sad emotionally. But um, I, at the same time, it was sad financially, too, because she made more than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so brought in more than half of the income for, for our household. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we have three little girls. So I, I had to kind of figure out really quickly, like, what do I do that I can do from home um, that I wouldn't have to go out while my kids are at home, leave them by themselves or find a babysitter um, that was actually going to be worth my time. And uh, a friend of mine had suggested, hey, why don't you give uh, web development a shot? And I'd never thought about it before. Um, didn't have any background, but I jumped onto a free course on coding. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I did that for about a month um, and then just started building websites. And, um, you know, like it, it got to the end of like the course on Code Academy. And I was like, talked to my friend. I was like, what's the next step? And he was like, just start building things, you know. And so, uh, so I started doing that. Um, and then um, some people caught word that I was building websites and they were like, hey, would you mind working on my site for me? Um, and so I was like, yeah, sure. It'd be a great way to kind of learn um, as I'm going. And so started doing that for people. Um, the demand got big enough to where I had to start charging. Um, and so pretty soon it, it just kind of turned into a freelance web design side hustle. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, I think like probably my second year, uh, working about 18 hours average, I was making about $38,000 on the side, uh, which was, you know, like pretty much double my salary from, uh, my music, uh, career. And so, you know, I was like, man, there is, there is something to this, you know, like the, the gig economy and online freelancing um, is, is a whole world that I had never even imagined stepping into. Um, but it turned out being so, so lucrative and, and kind of life-changing for me. So cool. yeah. Yeah. So fast forward about five years into it, I, it, you know, I got to the point where I was like, Hey, I think I want to make this my, my full-time gig. Um, uh, but having done freelancing, I wanted to go into like the tech company world. Um, so started putting my resume out there, got connected with an amazing company here in my hometown mm-hmm. and um, jumped on staff and have been there since February. And so cool. it's, it's really like a dream come true, you know, like just the perfect company for me and 
Um, they, they, my skill set of like a mix between development and UX design um, was exactly what they were looking for. And uh, yeah, so now in my free time, I, I try to help people learn how to do what I've done, you know, um, go from knowing nothing about graphic design or web design into a full-fledged freelance career or even a career um, doing what I'm doing as a part of a, a tech company. So That's awesome. So <clears throat> like with like the internet changing and design websites changing from 1990 to whatever, how they are now, like how do you stay updated on the platform, the coding or whatever it is? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, you know, it's kind of impossible not to because the, the clients that I get um, demand it more or less, you know, pe people hear through the grapevine, like this is what the next thing is. And with my company as well, we obviously want to stay up to, up to code, so to speak with, uh, with best practices. But at the same time, um, you know, I love this stuff, you know, like it, it was more than just, I need to get paid. And so I'm going to make, uh, make myself proficient in it enough mm -hmm. to earn some money. Like I would probably do this in my free time if I, you know, if I had free time, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh, it, you know, it's, it's something that is, is a passion. And so, and, and I found like, that's what really is important as a freelancer and an entrepreneur is, is having a why behind the what, you know, mm -hmm. like, because there, there have been seasons where, um, you know, I, I definitely wanted to throw my hands up and quit, you know, like had a bad experience with a client and they were frustrated and didn't pay me or I did a bad job and had to put my tail between my legs and go back and apologize. Like you get to those places and if you're not solid about who you are and why you're doing it, then it's going to be really tough to continue. Yeah. So how did you get to that point? Yeah, as far as getting passionate about it and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Like I've always had kind of a mix of creativity and, and logic, you know? Okay. So being, being a musician full-time, worship pastor full-time, that, that requires a lot of creativity. Um, thinking outside the box, we are creating moments in our services that we, we had to try to figure out how to, explain a message in a way that was captivating. And so I've, I've always loved that. And then I've always been really strong with like logic puzzles, you know, like <laughs> figuring out things on Sudoku and, and different stuff, okay. you know? So um, it was just kind of, uh, I stumbled upon it and, and it was like a light bulb turned on, you know? And I, I mean, and this is to say, I, there was a lot of go, or a lot of tries at a lot of different things, you know? I, I mean, I, I tried music, I, tr I had a band, we recorded, um, I tried um, recording for people and charging for that. Like, you know, there was, there was a lot of steps on my path as a freelancer slash entrepreneur that eventually, you know, I found the thing that like I was passionate about, you know? And um, I, I think that a lot of people I've talked to you know, they say a lot of times, like, how do I know as far as my career, like I'm making the right decision. And, um, the, the answer is you don't until you try, you know, you, mm -hmm. you don't until you give it a shot. And uh, I'm, I'm 37 years old, you know, so I'm, I'm no spring chicken when it comes to the tech world. 
Um, and I've had early 20 year olds say, is it, is it too late for me to change and go into a different d direction in my career and in my business? And I'm like, oh man, I'm going to be in my fifties trying new stuff, you know, because, uh, like I, I just love it. I love, you know, beyond that, I love the idea of figuring out something new and figuring out how to be good at it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, you could say it was destiny, but. I think it's just a lot of working and trying things out and something finally sticks. <laughs> a lot of trial and error for sure. 100%, 100%. So how old were you when you realized that you had a, this creativity side of you? Oh man, um, yeah. So when I was 12 years old, I got a guitar. Okay. And um, much to the dismay of my sister who um, had to listen to me play really bad guitar for a lot of years. <laughs> Um, like, I don't know, like, I, I hate to, to, to put this picture of like this sad musician struggling creative, but like being a teenager, I guess going through puberty, like I'd lock myself in a room and just make myself sad with the songs that I would play, you know, <laughs> like, so there was just, I knew at that time, I'm like, okay, none of my friends are doing this. And so there's something different about me. Um, and then it just grew from there, you know, like, because when, before that point I was like science and math and I love this stuff. And then I was like, no, no, no. Like music is where it's at for me. Um, and so it, it just kind of grew from there. And when you realized that music was there for you, like, what did that do for you? Yeah, it, it, it definitely opened up a whole new, new world of possibilities. You know, like I, th I think it was in learning guitar that I realized learning wasn't something that I had to be given to me. Like I could do that on my own, you know, like I had a guitar teacher for maybe a year. And mm -hmm. after that, I'm like, you know, I, I really just want to, I don't, I'm not really interested in what they're teaching me. And my parents are wasting money paying for these guitar lessons. So I'm just going to go learn on my own and learn from friends and pick up books. Um, and so I, I think that was a huge part of like how I've become a self learner. And okay. You know, you, you, you probably experienced this too, Robert, where like, as, as you're starting something and building something, like you're just consuming information and mm -hmm. knowledge and you're doing your best to try to know as much as you can about what it is that you're going after. And so I, I tell my, my daughters this all the time, like one of the best things that you can learn as a person is learning how to learn, is learning how to become an expert in, in all this stuff or in whatever you would want to learn. And so I've actually done quite a bit of, of research on how to learn and how to get really good at something. Um, because as a musician at the church that I was at, we'd have people come to us who were like, hey, I don't really know how to play really well just yet, but I'm open and willing if you want to teach me. Um, and so, you know, and the same with web design, you know, like I have people that come to me and say, you know, I don't, I don't have any background with this, but what can I do to get to where you are? And so I've, I've done, um, you know, a lot of, I've read a lot of books and studied a lot of things about how you go from A all the way to Z um, to become somewhat of an expert in a field. And it's, it's certainly helped me and served me throughout the, throughout the road. Right on. So you said you've done lots of research about sure. how, of learning how to learn. Yeah. Do you think with web, web, with web design, if I can talk, sorry. You're fine think with web design like somebody who's like an audio learner or a reader or a visual learner like do you think with web design specifically like and 
visual learner would be easier to pick up on stuff than an audio learner? Yeah, sure. Great question. Um, so, so first of all, the idea that all of us are in a category of audio visual or the other one is tactile. So having to be able to touch it or move, um, is, is something that was, um, kind of built up earlier on in the 20th century from some research that they've done and they set, they set students in certain categories. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's actually been debunked since then. So um, they found that with everybody, there is a mix of learning skills that is, is really um, dependent upon the situation, the season of their life, um, what they're going through their day. Um, and so like a lot of, a lot of times I'll tell people, don't put yourself into a certain category that you have to be this kind of learner or this kind of person to be good at web design. Um, if, if you are willing to put the time in and get the feedback and take constructive criticism and not get frustrated, but keep going, you can get good at it. Um, it's, it's only a matter of time and effort and making slight adjustments in how you're doing things um, that matters. So there's this book by um, Anders Ericsson called Peak. Um, and he essentially calls himself uh, a scientist of expertise. So um, I don't know if you've read Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers. Yeah, um, yeah so in, in Malcolm Gladwell's book, and he kind of popularized this idea that if you spend 10,000 hours on anything, um, you can become an expert in it. Mm-hmm. And so that was originated from Anders Ericsson, who uh, did studies from college students trying to teach them um, how to memorize a string of numbers. And so um, he did all these tests with all these people and tried different things and then studied these uh, students to figure out how the successful ones were going well beyond the normal seven digits in 30 seconds or something Mm -hmm. like that. And, uh, and he found that like the best thing to do was consistency in time, like staying consistent with it, doing a, a certain amount of time every week over and over again, but also um, being um, critical about the process of how you're doing it, you know, like, and so that's why with every um, project that I did as a, as a freelance web designer, um, I'd sit down and go, okay, what was good about this? What could I have done better? Um, mm-hmm. Talk to my clients and say, um, how could I improve? You know, like what were some things that you appreciated about the process and what were some things that you didn't appreciate about, about the process? Um, and that, and that can get really tough because I think a lot of times we kind of personify what we do, you know? And so mm-hmm. we're like, I'm a bad person because I did a bad job, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I think as you're learning, you've got to really separate yourself from the thing that you're trying to learn. Um, and there's a great book um, by Carol Dweck called Mindset that talks about how, you know, if you have a fixed mindset, you look at negative feedback as an accusation towards yourself. But if you have a growth mindset, you invite feedback because that actually helps you to grow and get better and improve. So mm-hmm. if you think that you know it all, then th- nobody can teach you anything. Hundred percent, and and some of the people that I look up to and aspire to be like as a web designer, are some of the most humble people who are some of the biggest learners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think when I came on staff um, with the company that I'm at now, I had this mindset that okay, all of these developers are going to be so much better than me, and they're going to know so much more, 
And so I, I went to ask some of them some questions and they did the same thing that I would do. They Googled it, you know? Um, and so I, I think there's just a real big misunderstanding of what it means in the web world and in the tech world to be an expert at something, you know, like to be an expert, you just have to be a really good Googler, you know, like, <laughs> like honestly, you yeah, know? for sure. I, yeah, like you're, I'm laughing because like the, you have a very valid point. I'm not laughing at you. I'm, no, hundred percent. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Cool. 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 That's, that's really cool. Um, so if somebody wanted to like get into web designing, like have no idea, somebody that was in your shoes, sure. like, how would they do it today? Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so I, I go over a lot of this on, on my site. Um, and in fact, I've got a, a full course that I kind of take people through the process. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So, um, what I say in the course is number one, like it's so important to have a good community around you. So mm -hmm. the thing that was super helpful for me when I got started was I had my friend who encouraged me to get into web design, who then became my mentor. Um, I had another buddy that had, was doing the same thing that I had been doing for a few years before me, who also became somewhat of a, a co-pilot with me. And we jumped on things together and we work on stuff together. Um, so, so find your community and it's, it's really easy these days because of places like meetup, you know, like if you search for web design in your area, there are probably a number of meetups that are happening that you didn't even know existed. So, um, you know, get good at networking, get good at having conversations. And I, and I know for some like creative introverts, web development introverts, that can be really intimidating but like it is, it is so incredibly worth it. Um, so, and then the next step would be to try some free online courses. I, I started with Code Academy um, and it was perfect for me. They've got a really good learning system of you, you read uh, something and then you try to mimic that in uh, essentially a text editor. And if you get it right, you can move on to the next step. If you don't, you have to try to figure out how, why you got it wrong. Um, the next thing was um, learning kind of a graphic design. So as a web designer um, or a UX designer, um, you do have to know some skills in some design software. So mm -hmm. um, a free one out there right now that is, is fine. Uh, everybody has opinions on which one is the best. So if I say one way or the other really strongly, I, I'll get hate mail. But um, <laughs> it's so funny, man. Um, a free yeah. one out there uh, is Adobe XD. And okay. uh, so if you're not um, collaborating with anybody, um, Adobe XD is a perfect thing. There's tons of tutorials online um, to be able to go through the process and figure out all the tools. Um, and then finally, you know, it's, it's, it's all about uh, finding clients, you know, figuring out your elevator pitch, um, figuring out how you add value versus what you can do. And this is one of the biggest mistakes that I see with a lot of young or new to the scene web designers is mm -hmm. they come to a potential client and they say, I have this much experience. I can do these things with these languages. Like I can mock you up a website. I can build you an e-commerce site. I can do an app for you. Um, and that's not really what's important to clients. At least that's what I found in my journey. You know, well, people, what's people important aren't clients. Yeah. People, People only want to know how you can help them move forward in their life or in their business, you know? Um, so it's the old adage, like 
nobody wants a drill, right? Nobody, nobody buys a drill because they want a drill. They, they buy the drill because they want to put a hole in the wall, you know? And so it's, it's the same thing with websites, which was what I focused on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a, a client would come to me and say, hey, I need a website. And I wouldn't say, cool, I'll build you a website. I would say, cool, let's figure out how to build you a website that helps your company grow in these areas, A, B, C, D. Here's how we're going to do that. We're going to look at how your website is performing right now. We're going to check out your Google Analytics. We're going to figure out if your site is converting the way that it should. And then if it's not, we're going to dial into the why of that. We're going to set you up with a strategy and not just a website because at the end of the day, people, they don't want to pay a lot of money for just a website, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that was really kind of the main reason why I was able to uh, really be successful as, as a freelancer. And that comes, so I got my degree in business management. So, um, I'd kind of been fine tuned for thinking in that process anyways. So Mm, interesting. That's, that's really cool. And what's your, uh, if people want to take your course, where can they find it? Yeah, it's uh, selfmadewebdesigner.com. So, um, and if you go there, there's, um, a link to fill out and it'll take you straight to the course. It's, it's free and it's not freemium. Like I'm not trying to sell you at the end of it. Like it's, it's a hundred percent there for people because I, my heart is like, I just want to, I just want to give back, you know, like I've had people who have poured into me and, uh, and that's my heart to you, you know, and, and I literally jump on calls with people from around the world just to talk about how to get started or to fine tune what they're doing. Um, I've had companies from the U S who have been doing things for a while who are like, Hey, I'm having a hard time finding clients. Can you help me? So really? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow, that's cool. So, yeah. So it's fun. I love it. That's amazing. Cool. Good for you. So you, you know, you were, uh, a musician in your church, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then your wife left you and you have three daughters, correct? Yes. Yep. And so like going through that transition of your wife leaving, trying to raise children, starting a new career that you have no idea what to do. Okay. How did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. So it, it, a, a little bit of um, an addendum to that is I was just recently married this uh, two years ago, coming up on a year. Congratulations. 7.75 months or so. Cool. Um, so yeah. So like, just to see how my life has pivoted since then, like is, you know, we, a lot of us go through so much tragedy and trial and struggle. And we're like, why is this happening? But, and, and of course I said that myself when I was going through it, but to see where it's got me to today, like I'm so thankful to have gone through it. You know, I, I would not have the relationship that I have with my wife now, um, we've got a baby boy on the way coming mm-hmm. in a month, you know, like, so we're, awesome. a new life is coming into the world. I've got a career that I absolutely love. I'm meeting people like you and figuring out an amazing podcast, like none of your business. And, uh, you know, so just to say, I'm, I'm thankful for where I am, but back to it. Um, yeah, you know, um, I had to figure out how to, how to take control of my free time. Um, you know, and I, um, up until that point had, had been unintentionally wasting away a lot of the valuable time that I had throughout the day, you know, Mm -hmm. and and, and I kind of liken it to when I first had my, my, my oldest daughter, you know, like being a, being a a married couple, you feel like you have time for nothing. Right. And then Mm -hmm. you have a baby 
And you look back when you didn't have a baby and you're like, what was I doing with all of my time? You know? <laughs> and then you have another baby and you're like, good God, what was I doing with just one baby? You know, like, so there's never really a season of time where you feel like I've just got plenty of time to figure this out and I'm good. You know, like I've got free time to spare. What should I do with this free time? Like all of us have this sense of, Oh, where did the time go? Um, but the truth is like, I started tracking what I was doing during the day and started figuring out, okay, I'm wasting a lot of time here and there. I started making really detailed schedules. Um, and then I really started going pretty hard into um, like ideas around productivity and um, how to make my lifestyle one where I was maximizing the amount of time um, that I had. So from a practical sense, um, I, I have my kids every other day. Uh, so the days that I didn't have them would be 12 to 14 hour days. Um, and the days that I did have them, like when I had them, I tried to just be all in for them, be totally. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but they all go to bed at like eight 30 and I, I can tend to stay up really, really late. Um, so they'd go to bed around eight 30 or nine and I would stay up until two or three in the morning, just getting things off the ground, you know? And, and I wouldn't say that that's a sustainable way to live your whole life, but like, you know, like getting something started. Um, it takes an extra push. Mm -hmm. So my encouragement for people out there who are, who are doing something similar is like, it doesn't have to be this way forever, you know, but it kind of does have to be this way for a certain period of time. Um, so, you know, just make sure that you've got your why, you've got the reason behind what you're doing and, and figure out some of those things for yourself as far as productivity and making sure you're not uh, wasting your time and things. Mm -hmm. You can do... Do a whole lot. You can waste a whole lot of time doing nothing. Absolutely. Staring Absolutely. at your phone, watching TV. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was, I was at a conference this last week and one of the speakers said, how many of you feel like you never have enough time? And like everybody raised their hand. And then he said, how many of you in the last three days watched a show on Netflix? And everybody raised their oh. hand, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. And and I think that's just the nature of who we are, you know, like, we feel like we have no time and it's the same for like a budget. You know, we feel like we have no money, but it's because we, we, we don't have a budget to tell ourselves where our money should be going. You know, mm -hmm. and so, um, I, you know, I, I feel like my schedule for the day is my budget for my time and it's just as important, you know, um, because money we can get back, but time we never will. I, you're absolutely correct. Yep. So that is one of my, yeah, that's something that I always live by. But not always, but now I try and live by. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. Like, we, there, there will be, there's seasons when I do it better and seasons when I'm horrible at it. Mm -hmm. you know? um, but the point is, I don't resign myself to just being a time waster. You know, like, I'm, I'm constantly trying to improve and figure out how can I spend more time with my kids and my wife? And, and, and how can I make sure that I'm spending enough time at my full-time job? And then working on self-made web designer. And then I still also volunteer for my church. So I'm still doing music on the side as well. Right on. You know, so um, it's a busy life, but I love it. Man. As, yeah. As long as you're happy and you're, you, you, you have a purpose, you're helping people, you're giving back. That's, that's amazing. Keep doing it, man. Yeah, thank you, man. So like I, you just, I know we were talking about time, but uh besides doing everything that you do, being the father, volunteering at your church, if you had an hour each week to have Chris time, what would you do? 
Man, I, you know, I mentioned it. I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for movies and television. Like my, my brain goes so much like, you know, that having something where I can kind of turn it off for a second <laughs> um, is honestly like one thing that I've, and I know that's a boring answer, you know, but I feel like you have to have that, like, I'm just going to sit at a lake and watch the ripples go, you know, yeah, like, sure. and that for me is what, is what it is. So, you know, I'm, um, I'm, I'm up to date on the good doctor. Um, let's just say that. So it's a great show. If you haven't started watching it. That's on Netflix, right? <laughs> no, it's on uh, ABC. So I watch it on Hulu. So is that the doctor with autism? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Right on. Yeah. It's a good one. It's, yeah. I like the, I like the inspiring stuff, you know, like, I like somebody who has a struggle, but they, they, they get through it and they overcome, you know, because yeah. I've, I've found that to be somewhat true for my own life. For sure. For sure. I haven't watched that show in about a year, but I would binge it for sure. Yeah. I, I don't really know what happened. I don't really watch TV anymore. I, nice. Good for you. I need to be more like you, man. <laughs> well, like I, it's either podcasts or like Ted talks. So I'm right. like, I'm watching or listening to something. I just, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And that's just so probably, I listen to probably too much podcasts. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing, but I don't think so, man. Podcasts are <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Uh, <clears throat> so why, man, we have talked a lot, but you've really gotten deep and you kind of, now my thinking is all, sorry, I'm kind of flustered <laughs> right now. Good, uh, man. No worries. Yeah. So, like, when you were a kid, what did you want to do? Yeah. Well, uh, there were seasons of that, for sure. Um, yeah. It, uh, when I was younger, when, before my teens, like, like I said, I was all about science and biology. So, mm-hmm. I actually... Um, wanted to be a chiropractor um, for the longest time because um, I did sports a lot when I was little and got injured a lot. And so going to a chiropractor was like one of the only things that would actually help me find some relief. And so I was like, I'm going to be a chiropractor, you know. Um, and when I was about 13, um, I, I had kind of a, a, an encounter with the Lord that like really kind of changed me. Um, and from that point on, I knew like ministry was what I wanted to do. And yeah, so, what, can you tell me more about that? Like, what yeah, happened there? Hundred percent. Yeah. So I went to a um, it was a weekend retreat and um, for junior high kids, mm-hmm. and 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 I had gone to church my whole life. You know, like um, grew up in the church, my family. But but I I kind of did it for my because my mom made me. You know, like mm-hmm. going to church and you don't have a choice. Cool, I'm coming. Um, and so like, it was, it was at this, that somebody asked me for the first time, like, I know why you go to church because you have to, but, but why, like, why do you really do this? Because if you're only doing it for someone else, then you're not doing it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And so that like struck me to my heart. And, and for the first time, it kind of became real to me personally, you know? Um, and so started asking some questions, kind of you know, I, I liken it to like, okay, I know who the president is, um, whether you like him or not, I'm not going to talk about that, but like, I wouldn't be able to knock on his door and be like, Hey, let's go have lunch, you know, like, and that was the difference between 
what I experienced before I was at this camp and when I came out of that camp. Like mm, I felt okay. like I knew him in a, in a personal way. Okay. And uh, and yeah, sorry if this sounds all weird. No, no, I love it. This is I get, keep going, man. Don't stop. Cool. Yeah. So you know, like caught a fire from that point on. Like started started Bible studies in my school. Like started connecting with people and growing together as far as like going to church and reading the Bible and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And it, it was really impactful and, and really changed me. So that like to be doing what I'm doing now is like so different than anything that I thought. I would ever be doing, you know, and, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm grateful for the journey that I've gone on to be able to come to this place, but it certainly is not what I thought of my life to begin with. Yeah, for sure. So like, where did the entrepreneur side come? Yeah. You know, honestly, like, I think it came really out of necessity, you know, um, because I had, I had dabbled with some stuff and I liked learning new things. Um, you know, but it was never, it was always for fun and, and it was never for like, I have to make money, you know? Um, and so when my wife left, it was like, I don't know, a paternal instinct turned on and I was mm -hmm. like, I will not sleep for as long as I have to, to figure out how to provide for my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, couple that with the fact that I loved it and I was passionate about it. And it was like something triggered in me and, and I knew that like, okay, I, I actually love entrepreneurship. And a friend of mine um, is an entrepreneur as well. We're really close. He was the best man in my wedding. I was the best man in his. And he, he's just an amazing entrepreneur, has built multiple businesses that, you know, annual revenue of millions of dollars. So, cool. um, so hanging out with him, it's like all the business ideas he comes up with, like you start to like go back and forth, be like, well, what if you did this, you know? Yeah. Um, and so now it's funny like my wife can't have any interest without me trying to figure out how to help her make money with it. <laughs> She's like, no, I just want to do it for fun. I'm like, yeah, but you could start a blog or a YouTube channel and like people would love you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I have to be careful to realize like not everybody has this uh, slant and how they think about things. I, I know you mean. I, with all my, not with majority of my friends, I have similar conversations like you with your wife and I just have to sit back, pause and like, wait, I can't force my ideas on them, whatever that makes them happy. Um, and like, I'll think of my own idea and try and do that and then it fails right. or whatever. Yeah, so right. uh, my attention span is like a squirrel, but I think in a positive <laughs> way. So right. hundred percent. And that, you know, the things the things that like have been the best for me have been the things that stuck, you know, like I've tried a lot of things, you know, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, you know, web design stuck and helping people learn web design has stuck, you know? Um, and so I, I think that that's where the good stuff comes from is like, and, and I don't think people should feel guilty about trying something and then realizing in three months, like this is not for me, you know, mm -hmm. like, it could be that the next idea that comes is the one idea that you'll see the breakthrough and of what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. But if you're constantly feeling guilty about starting and stopping things, then you might not ever try that next thing, you know? And, and again, like there's something to sticking with it and there's something to like just grinding it out. And, and I don't like, I, I hope I'm not like trying to express that being wishy-washy is okay, you know? 
Um, but thankfully, like my wife keeps me accountable. Like, you know, you're not quitting. Like you are going to keep going with this and we are going to do this as a family. And so, you know, having that cheerleader in my life, I think is super important as well. Yeah, no, and I understand what you're saying, maybe because my brain thinks similar, like don't do this, but do this. Don't wishy-washy kind of thinking my friends think I'm pretty much insane. And that's why I got a pause tattoo on my wrist because I yeah. just needed to like chill out. That's awesome. So um, I got a couple last questions for you, Chris. Sure. One, where can people find you online? Yep. yep. So uh, selfmadewebdesigner.com is, is the best place. Uh, I'm on Instagram too. Not not really active um, on a lot of other places, but yeah, those those two places as far as social media and URL would be great. Cool, and they can reach out to you if they got questions or anything. Hundred percent. Yeah, there's a uh, button on my website if you want to set up a 15 minute phone call. Um, I'm happy to talk. I actually love doing it, um, and and I've seen people. You know, like my bread and butter is when. Uh, for instance, a guy named Steve came to me a while ago and is like, I'm trying to figure things out on Upwork. Like, what, what can I do? And so I sat down, we looked at his Upwork profile. I gave him a few tips. And within a couple of weeks, he had landed his first gig and has been busier than he has time for. Oh, that's since. awesome. You know, like, like that to me is why I'm doing this, you know, to see other people succeed and make it because I was that guy going, how the hell did I do this? You know, like, <laughs> what are my next steps? What am I doing wrong? Please, somebody help me. And, and sure enough, somebody would reach out and help me. And so, you know, that's, that's the whole thought behind self-made web designer. Yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Getting, being a service and helping somebody. That's really cool. You were talking about mentorship earlier. Do you, like, I know your website is kind of like a mentoring program, essentially. But do you have like any other, do you have other mentors in your life besides the one that first got you into it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't have anybody that would officially say I am his mentor, you know, like, and, and I think it's easy to get caught up in that idea. Yeah. I need a mentor. I need somebody to help me go through each process, but I have a lot of people in my life that I look up to and I ask them questions all the time and they respond and they help me. My, the boss of the company that I'm working at right now is an example of one. Mm. Um, and the CEO as well, um, has been a huge mentor to me, you know, and, and again, they wouldn't say like, I'm Chris's mentor, you know, and have like a badge or anything. But, uh, and, and I saw an interesting post the other day that said there's, um, mentors are really hard to come by but heroes are everywhere and so mm, follow like follow your heroes read everything they've written um listen to everything that they've talked about watch every single video that they've produced and you will find yourself being mentored um without them saying i am their mentor you know mm. so um you know that's it, it, that's what i encourage people is like you know there's plenty of great stuff out there to be able to learn and to grow that you don't have to have a phone call with somebody every week for an hour love it love it all right final question chris you better sit down for this one cool what's your message to the world man my message to the world is um you do not have to live a life where you're frustrated all the time like there's, there's more for you out there in career and in freelancing and in the gig economy that you don't have to settle for a job you hate. You don't have to settle for an income that you wish was better. Like there has never been a better time to grow 
as a person and to grow with business and with freelancing than right now. So I, I'm, I love it when people go, you know what? I don't have to be unhappy. <laughs> like I'm going to, I'm going to push a little bit. I'm going to sacrifice some stuff, but at the end of the day, I'm going to get better. So that's what I try to teach people. Love it. That's amazing. Keep doing it, Chris. Thank you so much. Right on. Well, thank you. I appreciate it.